Welcome to EQ Minds Recharge Your Mental Health podcast. I'm Chelsea Pottinger, the host of this show, and I have some very exciting news. My book, The Mindful High Performer, is now available on Audible. Tap the link in the description to listen to small shifts you can make today to be a calmer, happier, more productive version of yourself. This week on our podcast, I speak to Dinesh Pelipana. Halfway through medical school, Dinesh was involved in a motor vehicle accident that caused a spinal cord injury and changed his life. He is now the first quadriplegic medical intern in Queensland. So Dinesh is a doctor, a lawyer, disability advocate and researcher. He was awarded the Medal of the Order of Australia in 2019 and he is also an author to a great book called Stronger. Today's episode is about his incredible story the power of gratitude, resilience, and your mindset, advice for people if they are faced with a mental or physical disability, and how Dinesh protects his mental health these days. Dinesh is a beautiful soul, and his story is going to take you to new places of grit and gratitude and forging ahead. I hope you get a lot out of today's show. Let's get started. Welcome, Dinesh, to the show. I am beyond grateful and thrilled to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks, Chelsea. I'm, uh, I've been so looking forward to catching up with you. So thanks for having me. So your story, it's just, I mean, it's so inspirational. And, and it really it really struck a chord with me when I was listening to you on another podcast. And for the audience that don't know who you are, I would love to start, you know, in terms of that that really interesting story around You know, you're going through medical school, then you're involved in this motor vehicle accident that caused a spinal cord injury. And can we start there? You know, how this, I guess, how this incalculable accident led you to be the first quadriplegic medical doctor and then being awarded with the Order of Australia Medal for Services to Medicine and now working in the emergency department at the Gold Coast. I mean, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I was thinking recently uh, about life and uh, because I've turned 38 in September and uh, I just feel like I've lived several lifetimes already yeah. <laughs> because there's just been like all sorts of different chapters. Um, and, yeah, I think uh, probably, I mean, the biggest turning point in my life has been the spinal cord injury and uh, I... Honestly, when, when it first happened, like I lost everything and uh, I just never imagined, just never imagined I'd be sitting here talking to you, for example, that um, you'd say what you just said. I, I just never imagined that my life would come to that point. So I'm super grateful and I, I, I just, I'm actually just grateful every day and I, I just feel... Um, I just feel like a, I, I, I recently said, I just feel like a normal guy, but then someone said, you can't say normal because that's just a cycle on a washing machine. There's no normality. But, um, yeah, I just feel like a, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so grateful for life. You're amazing. Are you comfortable in sharing your story? You know, from that moment when your car hit almost yeah. like a glass? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, I, I don't actually have any uh, ill feelings towards that and I don't have any ill feelings 
with the accident and what happened. And, and there's probably a bunch of reasons why. But um, when I, yeah, what, what essentially happened was um, I was driving along the highway and I think my car hit a, uh, we think it's either a water puddle or some oil or we, we don't know. It was a rainy day. And there were roadworks along where I was driving, but um, we didn't know there was something there because I saw it, and uh, it was it was shiny and black, and so. But also the fire truck that came to uh, came to the accident site, they also hit it and lost control. So there was something there on the road that night, but as soon as I drove over it, my car started spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning, and then it went off the road onto an embankment that was um, at an angle and then it came back down and then the front of the car slammed onto the road and then my car started flipping through the air nose to tail and it was so violent like it was uh, I could just hear the glass exploding around me and things were falling around the cabin and I was, I was terrified and I thought I was going to die. Um, but there was a um, moment in the car. I talked to a lot of people, right, and uh, who, have, who have had car accidents in the ED and elsewhere, and they say that time seems to slow down. And for me it was the same thing, but um, there was a moment in the car where time seemed to slow down and I just had a moment to think and, you know, there's the – concept of cognitive reframing and uh, I realized that this situation was completely out of my control there's nothing I can do there's nothing I can do to control what was happening there's nothing I could do to really control the outcome and uh, I, I knew that the only thing I could do was to control the way I view that situation so I just decided to have fun and uh, thought of <laughs> I just thought of it like a roller coaster. So for the last part of the accident, I was, I was actually having a great time. I was uh, pretending I was in a roller coaster. I was laughing. I was, I was, um, I was just like, I was actually having a good time. And then uh, the car landed and then I tried to get out of the car. And that's when I realized I was paralyzed and I knew I had a spinal cord injury. Wow. And from there, because one of the first people on the scene was a professor of yours? Yeah, he was a, he's, he was a doctor that taught me in medical school. Or at least gave me, a, um, gave me a lecture once on emergency medicine, of all things. And it was just an introductory lecture, and he talked about what he did for a job and um, what, what emergency medicine looks like. And... Um, I remembered him so well because I just remember his lecture and he was there and uh, I, I, I just look up, saw him and we connected for a moment. It was just a really cool moment. You know, I, I, I always wonder um, whether there's such a thing as destiny or fate or serendipity. I was born in Sri Lanka and uh, Sri Lanka used to be called serendip which is short for serendipity. Mm, I did not know that. Yeah. So I wonder if uh, my life, like all these things that happened, it's made me wonder 
whether there is such a thing. And yeah, but that was him. Wow. And you spent months recovering. Well, months on the Mm. spinal cord ward. How was that for you? I mean. And it was, you know, it was. So the doctor, Steve, um, who, who, he, um, he probably, we only spent a few minutes together in the ambulance, but I think that was probably the best um, in terms of uh, the way he treated me as a doctor because he just made me feel like a human being. He, he helped me feel hopeful and optimistic and, you know, the words he used. So it wasn't so much the medical stuff he did, which is obviously important, but the, but how he made me feel. And um, it was a totally different thing when I was in the hospital. I was there for months and months and months, and I hated it. I hated it. I was at work, uh, I just finished some night shifts and I love being at work. Like I, I love the job and I, sometimes I just sit there and I think, man, I cannot believe I get to do this for a job. Like I get paid. I do it for free. Wow. As long as you don't tell my boss. <laughs> like Shout out to the boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, when it comes to being a patient, I would not turn up to hospital as a patient unless I'm dying. Like that's because I hated those months. Like I think I'd spent nearly eight months in hospital. And the first part was in the intensive care unit. And I didn't know whether it was day or night. I was on a ventilator initially. Then I had to, you know, start sitting up without fainting. And then I had to, um, Wean off the oxygen and all these things, and then um, coming coming off the intensive care and onto a, like a high dependency unit, and then you know seeing people die in front of me and other people going through spinal cord injuries, and uh, then the next eight months I just shared a room with three other people. And the the spinal unit is so old and it's so dirty, like it's you know from the seventies or eighties, and it's so dark and depressing. And sometimes the bathrooms weren't clean, and it was full of human waste on the walls and everywhere. And like, yeah, it, it was just like so dehumanizing. And um, you just didn't have any control of when you ate or when you got up. It, it was it was just really it was it was tough. I mean that's that's conditions not to heal, right? And you'd have to you have to dig really deep. Like I feel like people who've been in your situation or really intense traumas or setbacks or challenges, they all don't end up, Dinesh, like you with this incredible growth mindset. And I would love to know, you know, where where does your mindset come from? Like, did you build this resilience over time? Like the fact that you speak about your accident as one of gratitude and I mean that's just incredible like where where has that come from I think it's um again probably serendipity and a combination of things uh because I I grew up in Sri Lanka and when I grew up there we lived through a war Mm -hmm. Uh, I've seen people die I've seen people being burnt alive I've seen people being shot I've seen people beheaded I've seen all sorts of stuff and that was when I was a kid I was like four or five years old when I saw all that. And then I saw poverty 
you know, the, I went to school with kids who were the poorest of the poor on this planet. I mean, people that were living on less than a dollar a day, people who didn't have shoes or houses, uh, people who didn't have to eat. And then I, I saw all that as a kid. So immediately after we moved to Australia at the age of 10, I knew how lucky I was, you know, where what somewhere around 25 million people in this country of Australia. And when you think that there are what now, I think 8 billion people on this planet, right? How lucky are we to be a fraction of that? Like we, we have one of the highest GDPs. We have some of the happiest cities on earth. We have, we, like we get to live amongst that. So it, that perspective has really helped me to have some gratitude and, and something to compare my life to. And um, then I, I had depression uh, when I was studying law as, a, uh, as my first degree. And I think the depression gave me a lot to think about as well. Like it, uh, you know, it's, I suppose it's one of the things you do when you go through depression is to think a lot. Um, and I think that experience really made me um, sift through the things that were really important to me in life to discard the things that perhaps weren't. So, yeah, I think it, it's been a combination of all these things that have probably prepared me for the spinal cord injury in a way. And um, having, having the, after I had the injury, it's just, it's just, you know, even like I think about the, I get to use a wheelchair and this wheelchair is, the, it's purposely built, it's lightweight, the frame's made out of titanium and there's a cushion that's, you know, custom made and uh, power assisted wheels that help me get around work. Even when I use this, I know that there are millions and millions and millions of people who need wheelchairs on this planet, but I'm lucky enough to have this. So even though I have a spinal cord injury, I still have a pretty good situation compared to many on this planet. So, yeah, I, so I think it's a combination of all those things that helps me feel grateful and uh, optimistic and, and lucky. You are such a beautiful human being, Dinesh. You know, people go through a lot and I would love to know if there's any tips or advice that you have for people who are faced, you know, with a mental or a physical disability when I was going through depression, it was debilitating. Like there, there was a period where I didn't leave the house. I lost my job as a law clerk. Uh, I struggled at university. Everything was tough. But then I had the spinal cord injury and I've done, I've been able to do so many things after the spinal cord injury. I've become a doctor. I work in Australia's busiest emergency department. I've flown a plane. I've uh, been skydived. I've, I've skydived, yeah. And uh, I've been, uh, I've, I've, I've wandered the runway uh, at Australia's Fashion Week. Uh, so all these things, right? And I would have never been able to do them before the when I had depression. So it just makes made me think about, you know, what is disability and what is a spinal cord injury. What is, I think as long as we uh, have our spirit and our mind 
then anything is possible. And this is our life, you know, you, me, everyone on this planet. And we have one shot. One of my friends said that, dude, this is not a dress rehearsal, it's happening. Right now, life is happening. And we get one shot at this life. Do we want to get to a point in our lives where we look back and have regrets? Do we want to get to, uh, you know, that point where we think, man, I wish, I wish I did that, or I wish I tried, I wish I, um, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. There's no room for regrets. And so I know, I know each and every one of us, we're, we're a world within ourselves. And that's why I think like everything's relative, right? We all go through struggles. We all go through hardships and it's, and it's all, it all has a high impact on someone and, it, and it's all so meaningful to someone. But I think we cannot let out, outside things in the world stop us from what we want to do because at the end of the day we're the ones who are going to be left holding the bill for our life right and we want to be we want to be happy with that so i think um we just at the very least we need to try we need to just try and um that that's what I, that's the advice i'd give i think um it's your life and you gotta you gotta make sure that there are no regrets and even if you try that's that's enough Magnificent. You know, someone who's also vulnerable to anxiety and depression is myself. And every day I do things to protect my mental health. And that's, we always ask our, our guests who come on our show how they protect their mental health. And obviously you're predisposed to, to depression as well. What do you do? You know, what do you do these days, Dinesh, to make sure that, you know, you don't sleep and that you're protecting yourself and your mental health? Um, ice cream's really good. Uh, <laughs> I um, I found a uh, I found some low calorie ice creams. Because um, yeah. like you know, my um, my girlfriend calls me some sometimes, and uh, we're on different shifts and all this stuff. I'll, I'll be just chilling, and she's like, "You're watching you're you're watching The Simpsons eating ice cream." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> Happy. Yeah. <laughs> so I have um I have little bits and pieces like that where I just you know where it's just, I just chill and that's just very chill. So uh, that is that is one. But I think if I could pick one thing, um, it's it's just purpose and a why. Something that feels close to your heart, and I think that's really the gravy for us in all this world. In, in this world, is to find that thing that makes us feel purposeful. Find that why, and it, it can be anything, right? It can be whatever. It can be anything. But if we have that, and if it, if it, uh, then I think that gives us resilience and strength and happiness through the hardest times, I think it's, it's a why. Um, and uh, that is probably the deepest, most fundamental thing. But there are lots of little things we can do too, you know, like, um, for example, I've 
got rid of certain things from my vocabulary over time, like just little things, because it's also big things. I'm built of a lot of little things and habits. So things like can't and busy, I get rid of um, from from the vocabulary. And um, yeah, I look at things that are within my control uh, and and let go of things that are outside my control. So there are a lot of little strategies that you can do every single day that helps as well. Mm, that's wonderful. Our listeners, they can read your amazing book. Everyone listening, you need to get Dinesh's book. It is called Stronger, How Losing Everything Set Me Free, and it is an incredible read. And Dinesh, if they want to hear more about you, what you do, how do they find you? Uh, well, I'm on, I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram, um, so please reach out. And if if I can um, ever help or chat, I'm um, shout out anytime. So I, I think the most important thing in this world are human beings and the way we connect with each other, right? And it's just about us helping each other one person at a time, so please shout out. That's beautiful. Dinesh, thank you so much for your time today. I've absolutely loved our chat. Yeah, thanks, Chelsea. I've really enjoyed meeting you. And uh, thanks for doing this. And, you know, I, I think um, you're someone who brightens the world, so we're lucky to have you. Oh, likewise, my friend. Very, very much coming right back at you with that comment. This podcast and the information contained therein is made available for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide medical advice. This information should not be used as a substitute for competent medical advice from a licensed specialist, doctor or psychologist. Thank you.